everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's least appreciated work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Histories, Arc 5. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Verona's hand ever fully heals and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapter we are covering. Happy New Year, guys! Woo! Woo! All right. I am riddled with allergies, and I forced Malia to start recording this all over again because (laughs) I have freaking allergies, and for some reason, tea is helping, and it Mm. probably is mental, but I feel like I need tea to get through this recording, so (laughs) (laughs) that is what we were doing. Um, And as it is a new year, um, we have been notified um, through the Discord that some (laughs) of you... Don't think that uh, Wildbo's least appreciated work um, is very accurate. Um, and we aim to please. <laughs> and since it is a new year, um, we have decided to hold a vote on the new thing that I will be saying from now on. Um, at least this year, if not, you know, if not forever. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> So we have a few things um, that some people have suggested that we're going to put to a vote um, on Discord and Twitter. And we're basically going to just add those up. So, I mean, you probably should just pick one of those places to vote. But, like, it's your moral compass. So (laughs) if you want to vote twice, (laughs) I mean, we won't know. Like, if you really, 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 you know, have a thing that you like. Um, as Before we read them off, or before John reads them Mm -hmm. off, I just wanted to say that this is a... To explain why people think it's not the least appreciated, um, this is somewhat of a call out to Alexandra. Um, <laughs> Pact, along with Worm, has two whole podcasts dedicated to it, um, whereas tw- Twig doesn't have any, um, which is why some people were like, maybe it's not the least appreciated. I mean, to and be fair, so- I feel like people are trying to get the Twig one off. Like, Oh, totally. The, you know, this is a friendly just- jab at yes. Alexandra to get them to do it you know if they ever it. have the time and the mental capacity and the co-host with the same things yes because um, i want to read twig but also i want a podcast i do too um <laughs> i've read a small snippet of it and as, as i'm sure you all know um maybe we'll do a podcast ourselves someday Woo! who knows <laughs> um but yeah and then we'd have yes. to well yeah yeah yes <laughs> um well at the very least, we know we sure as heck appreciate Pact, so um, <laughs> maybe it's not the least appreciated anymore. Um, so I'm going to read out. We have six things here um, that we're going to have people vote on. Um, if someone feels really, really strongly about another suggestion, you can comment. I can't promise we're going to see it in time to actually put it on the, the vote. But if you really want to, go for it. That's fine. But for now, here are six options. Um, let me see. Wildbow's least chill work. The only Wildbow web serial shorter than the Bible. Wildbow's most reflective work. Wildbow's least longest work. Wildbow's least unlawful work. And last but not least, Wildbow's most ornithological work. 
All these so. options are very lovely and very apt for their own wonderful ways. Um, it's also yes. been pointed out that the pact is actually longer than the Protestant Bible, but as this is a proud Catholic podcast, we don't have to worry about that. We don't <laughs> care about that. <laughs> Suck it, Protestant Bible. In I probably nice, shouldn't say way. that. In a, in, a nice, in a nice Catholic way. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> How dare you not yeah. have Tobit? <laughs> and Magnus yes. 1 and 2. Yeah. So maybe you guys should think about that. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we don't have to take the Protestant Bible into account. We just have to take the Catholic Bible into account. So that's what we're going to do. So Indeed. it stands. <laughs> um, I do think that one's funny. I mean, keep in mind, uh, I mean, definitely you could vote for which one you think sounds the best or if you have a mean spirit in you you can vote for the one you think is going to be the most difficult for me to say (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know uh and i'm sure i'll get used to it eventually i'm probably going to trip up and say least appreciated a few times more just like how i'm sure most of us are going to keep writing 2021 on documents for a little bit um that's just how it is it's a new year you know, new stuff. Got to get used to it. It's time for changes. <laughs> it's time for change. That's right. So uh, those are our options. If you want to pick something else, feel free to comment. But otherwise, as we said, we're going to put this up for vote on Discord and Twitter. Um, and otherwise, if you're on Reddit and not on Discord or Twitter, um, just go there. There's probably a way to do polls. Nope. But I don't know. Nope. Just I go. Know it's not that it. hard. We'll try to put a link or something. <laughs> yeah. We'll do something. Or just comment something. You know? That's fine. We're probably not going to see. <laughs> I mean. Jenny's yeah, trying to you, make this harder for ourselves. <laughs> you're right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to act like we're going to look into all this stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're going to, I mean, I don't know. You just do what you feel is right for you. And maybe we'll see it. Indeed. Maybe we won't. All right. <laughs> On to the chapter. Um, <laughs> so um, this chapter summary, um, basically we get a look into Fell's backstory and family history and kind of figure out why um, he's so tied in with Conquest. So Malia, what did you think of this chapter? I was very excited. Um, interludes are always fun and I l- really, really love Fell. Um, and I'm really excited to see what happens with him and Conquest and the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. At first, I was very confused um, because I was like, who is Joseph? Why are we in the South? Which I will get into. Um, yeah. But I also I think this counts as a correct prediction in terms of who the interlude would be, even though I said like five people. Um, I mean, I think it counts. Well, well <laughs> I think it counts. Okay. You know, you could have picked um, like all wrong people for the interlude. Right. Right, um, and so. one of at one of the points of view in the interlude was correct. That's one of the ones yes. I said. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you could say I don't remember exactly what your prediction was. If you just said like that, you were predicting like a bunch of things, or if you said this or this or this. Because I'm like, it could be a partial prediction correct, or we could just say full prediction correct and just cherry pick it. Um, yeah, you gotta I'll put a caveat I mean, in the in the spreadsheet. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you've been starting to update stuff, but like, um, you probably should, I mean, I don't know. 
it might be easier for you to at least when we're done with these, just like note it down real quick in it. So at least like you're kind of up to date with now, because then that way it's like less work to have to go back. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe but- I try to every once in a while, I just make a random prediction in like the middle of a episode and I don't really remember those, which is part of why I wanted to listen back to them. But that's a good I point. I might do that. Um, well, whatever you think is going to work easiest for you, um, which, yeah. <laughs> uh it's gonna be a pain in the butt i guess i could try to help you with that <laughs> at some point but um, it's actually been kind of helpful listening back to old chapters because i forgot that um for instance conquest used to be a man which is something we learned in like arc four mm-hmm. um but like mm-hmm. listening back through old chapters i like was like oh that's weird cool i wonder if we're able to learn about that probably not and i'm like hey we're learning about it <laughs> and i never would have remembered because it's been months so it's been a long time that's true oh perfect that's kind of perfect um all right let's get started um i i didn't really write long summaries for these guys i'm not gonna lie i pretty much just put the names of the people (laughs) so um that's what we're gonna do (laughs) i'm just gonna read the names and then we'll go into it so we start with joseph yeah so i was really excited to read this chapter and i was going and i was like what the fuck and i texted jenny like two paragraphs and i was like who the fuck is joseph <laughs> um i was like not You're gonna because i wanted her right to respond just because i was like what is going on i like i love yeah. when wild bow it's i have this like, really he- weird sensation every time i start an interlude where i don't know who that person is i'm always like oh who is this i don't f- give a fuck like literally always i'm like i don't care why am I reading this? And really? within, yeah, I like never, ca- I'm always like, oh, this is annoying. <laughs> Even though I remember that every single time within, you know, 10 paragraphs, I'm like completely and totally invested in this person and their whole life. Um, but, I, <laughs> but every single time it's like, oh, some rando. I'm just like, fuck, like, I don't care what's happening with you. I don't know who you are. I don't care. Um, so I had that experience. It's really I always do. I, I feel like that's the opposite of me really that's really interesting yeah like i mean it it depends on what happened the last chapter of whatever i'm reading i guess because hmm. if i'm really like invested in what's going on in the main story i might be like ah, oh, dang it i really wanted to keep going into that but like most of the time i am like oh fuck i wonder how this person's gonna relate to like you know our current stuff going on and i, I feel like every time it starts off with somebody i don't lo- know like that um it just seems like well, but it is a really good job at just like tying it in super well and just mm-hmm. making it be like a really good like oh shit moment, you know, <laughs> like um, make it it's like really fucking juicy, you know, like like intellectually, like, I I know that, and going and I'm always like oh he's <laughs> he's gonna tie this in and it's gonna be great. It's just emotionally, I'm like I don't fucking care. Like like <laughs> Basil, I remember being like. I don't have the emotional energy to become invested in this person right now. Like, why is this happening? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then, like, but that's going to be one of the interludes that, like, I really, really remember. Like, that one was just yeah. incredible. That's um, so funny because I totally yeah. was like, this is super interesting. Yeah, um, I was like, fuck this. But <laughs> I can understand your feelings, but I just, yeah, that's totally not me for yeah. those interludes. So that's, that's pretty amusing to me (laughs) yeah and again i i love them and i know that it's gonna be great i just don't feel like like it's gonna be great (laughs) so when we but wait so when we guessed like we were guests on uh, pale reflections like uh we pretty much like had all interludes 
as our um, things because ours were like all others, right? It was our ten. I don't think any of, but none of them were strangers. Like we. Oh, I guess that's true. We knew okay. who they all so were. So as long as we know who they are, then it's fine. Yeah. If they're strangers, if, then I'm like super okay. excited. But if it's just like literally, who the fuck is this? I'm like, <laughs> oh, that would have been so funny if that was like every single one. I would have. That would have been so much emotional energy. <laughs> That I would have had to expend in a very short amount of time. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Time we could have been, you know, using making more random Christmas, like, <laughs> you know, anecdotes and weird things. Um, <laughs> wasn't that episode like in July or something? Um, I think probably. End no, of I don't know. May. I was on my road trip to the Grand Canyon. So I think that was, yeah, mm. I think that was like end of May. Okay. It's it was not Christmas time. It's basically what <laughs> I'm getting at. Um, anyway, sorry, keep going with the chapter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Joseph. Um, so I, I had a really hard time pitting this chapter or this, this section of the chapter down, um, based on like location, um, the, mm. the vests and the house with like the white columns and the, the busy streets and the, I don't know about the bowler hats. I don't know where I placed that or whatever, but just, and like the dust, like so much of like what I was picturing like i i kept thinking about it in like the american south um and i know that it's like hmm. not in the american south but it was like like <laughs> at one point he almost says ain't and i'm like do canadian hicks say ain't or did canadian hicks in like the 19 early 1900s or whatever say ain't um what is happening <laughs> I mean, and so i just picture it like blazing sun like southerny town i probably picture it too far back in time um yeah i did not get american south from this but yeah that's funny hmm. yeah well just like you know okay. they're like they're going to a duel they got the i mean maybe got, part of it part of it is that it actually said like toronto and you know toronto was very much his sort of city in there um oh my god why does it I say just, that this is funny <laughs> let's see uh it's pretty much in the beginning um that's so funny Let's see. Yeah, it's like the nameless Pokemon had adopted this new role in familiarhood with a surprising ease. Then again, he was a stealer of faces by trade, an actor. Toronto was very much his sort of city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So. It just kept, like, I kept trying and it just kept, like, flipping, but that's fine. Um, no, I mean, I, it, yeah. yeah, it happens. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. Also, so speaking of the familiar, I really love this character and i know i'm not i know this character is a bad is bad thing oh god i don't know like i just he's so interesting and like he seems kind of like gentlemanly rogue e um um but he's like you know he's like wellish enough dressed but then he's also you know like he's gonna murder people but he's like doing it because he's made these promises to this guy but also he's like I'm going to make sure that the promises are fulfilled in the murder. (laughs) Like, um, the fact that he's an actor is really fun. I love that he's like, I'll only lie to you. Like, oh God, what is it? I wrote it down. Um, the only lies I tell you will be for your own good. Like, I don't know. I just like really, really liked him. And it was a fascinating thing of like, I don't normally like characters like this. And I, I, I was also thinking about boogeymen and how i feel like i don't have a lot of exposure to them so far i actually Mm. (laughs) to make sure that i was right about that i clicked through every single chapter in pale and control f for boogeyman 
Um, mm-hmm. I didn't control F for Boogie Men, so I might have missed a little bit, but I control F just to make sure that, like, because I, I remember, like, the pig the pig guy, but P- Boogie Man wasn't in that chapter at all. Um, mm-hmm. And stuff. And, like, maybe. Was he a Boogie Man? Yeah, I, I sort of thought maybe, but I don't think so because maybe. it wasn't described explicitly. Um, okay. Like, I don't the, remember. The word Boogie Man um, was not used in this chapter. Do you remember any Boogie Men in particular in Pale? I found some. <laughs> okay. Um. So I was like, "What are these things?" Um. So they're they're abyssal, and every time when people are teaching people about the world, um, mm-hmm. and they're talking about like different types of threats or whatever, goblins and boogeymen are clumped together a lot, um, as like a okay. physical threat, um. But they're abyssal, and I like I don't think I wanted to say I don't think boogeymen work in groups, but then there's that one group that challenged um Anthem in Basil's interlude. Um the Verona fights one in the Carmine Beast memories. Um and uh but the like so the boogeyman that I found in Pale was Cage Rattler. Mm-hmm. Um, was what? Cage Rattler, the the dad in the son's cage. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um any other ones? Not oh um George's I think um familiar is a boogeyman. What does that um, look like again? I'm blanking. Oh something on about that drugs, one. something about <laughs> Oh okay. Something about <laughs> um any other ones that you can think of? Because they're in the most recent chapter. I haven't read Lucy's they... chapter. <laughs> okay. Um so you're, but they, but they've met. They they kind of have a callback to some that we've read about before. Hey, I control F, so I don't. Know. <laughs> um, let me see here. I'm trying. I think they mentioned two. I'm gonna look and make sure I remember which ones. I'm, I'm thinking of one in particular, but I want to see if I remember the second one they mentioned. Kill wagon is that one of the ones you just said? That I don't remember. No, I said cage rattler. Okay. I don't remember that, Killwagon. I don't either, so that might, might be a new one, but like they, they well, they didn't mention anything about them. But the other one, you should definitely know because it's Milkmaid. Oh, really? <laughs> the, uh, okay, yeah. I control F'd every fucking <laughs> chapter. Okay. I mean And now I, I'm gonna go find this out. Okay. Maybe it's because it was from Raph's Well, it was Alpi's point of view. Um because like maybe Raph didn't know he didn't know what a boogeyman was. Yeah, at that point. Oh, that was our arc too. No worries. By our arc, I mean arc ten. Okay. Yeah, the word boogeyman is not used in that chapter. In my defense. Okay, <laughs> no, that's fair. But just so you know, um, at least in the most recent one, um, it does refer to her as a boogeyman. So cool. Yeah. Um, I well, because I'm trying to figure out like what are boogeymen like again. Wildbo doesn't like boxes, but there are a lot of categories in this universe. Um, and it just seems like humanoid uh connected to the abyss uh very physically dangerous seem to be the things that i know what boogeymen are um because i was like oh do boogeymen um all have this nailing face thing but i thought about it and i was like oh no they don't like this is this guy um face dealers are fucking cool and fucking horrifying um but that's not like a common characteristic i don't think of the boogie, uh, boogie the man. boogie's men 
The boogie the boogie's people. man. Yes. The boogie on down. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> Do you think that there's a 1960s themed boogeyman? <laughs> it's gonna be like Zed's nemesis. <laughs> what was that? Well, Zed's nemesis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only because he's mad that he didn't make him his familiar. <laughs> I mean, he could. Doesn't he have a librarian? Oh, wait, is, or is that not his oh. familiar? It is, isn't it? Or is that just his, like... No, that, maybe it's not a familiar. I thought she was just one of his... She might, I don't know. She might just be in, bound. Uh, yeah, because if she is, he's not. she's not around very often. That's a good point. Um, But yeah, so I just... I Yeah, I liked this chapter in this part. Um, The part where the little kid looks up and sees the boogeyman and freaks out, whereas everyone else around isn't seeing him. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of had some time working through, like, I think being a familiar helps give him some more protection, but also, um, the innocence part, like, boogeymen are mostly, or, like, this one in particular is mostly, like, humanoid, and so mm-hmm. the innocence maybe can, like, shield a lot of the face, especially with the familiar bond helping out. Um, he just can't take it, like, too far. Um, and I liked how we got a reminder again that, like, little, little kids, um, can see the practice basically like they don't like little kids old people sick people whatever um and i was wondering like joseph refers to it as innocence like italicized and is there Mm -hmm. a do we have a word for this because like pale um starts out this way right with louise um Uh it's important but it doesn't come up super often but like because i don't think this little kid is aware um no but it but he's He's not innocent in the same like he he's super innocent or something. He's so innocent that he can see the practice. I don't know. I just don't know if there's a term for it. I don't know if you know if there's a term. <laughs> I'm trying to skim over this just to see if I see anything else. I don't think so. Um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Keep moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Just if somebody knows, it's kind of an interesting part of the world. Um, but yeah, and I was I was flexing my my practice identifying skills, um, which Honestly, the first time around, I didn't understand as much. But, you know, like, so the boogeyman is his familiar, duh. Um, and I think the knife is his implement. Because um, it's like, oh, it's your trick. But, like, the boogeyman can use it because they're, um, fam- like, they're he- they're connected. Um, I think that the, um, like, I felt fairly sympathetic to Joseph the first time around. Um, mm-hmm. The second time around, a lot less so, partially because, um, what is her name? Courtney. Courtney. I was like, Caroline? Partly because Courtney is like, I didn't ask you to save me, what the fuck? Um, Yeah. Which helped change things kind of on the the first read. But then also, like, this dude picked a boogeyman and also a knife. Um, I didn't go back and look up all the implications of knife in the implement text. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's not very chill. like yeah knives aren't swords right like they can be used for a lot of like other purposes than just like violence um yeah but i don't know it's wild bow it's just like jack slash vibes um like this man is not jack slash obviously but just like a knife um feels a lot more violent than a lot of other implements um and that combined with the boogeyman it's just like what the fuck are you doing um it seems like this dude like saw this girl once or twice and like fell in love with her or whatever and then decided to 
free her from her father who keeps her in her in his house all the time and it's kind of like you're delusional what are you doing like and then like (laughs) is talking and then highly insinuates that like he's in love with his daughter and that's why he's walking her away from all men yeah into the world it's like well uh yeah i mean like the dad kind of obviously sucks but um yeah and i i I wish we gotten a little bit more of like what like courtney what she wanted and what because i bet i i feel like she probably resented being trapped in the house if that was you know true which it seems like it maybe was um she probably had some sort of i don't know plan to get herself out i don't know i just i wish i understood i mean i think the like i didn't ask you to help or i didn't ask for your help is like very powerful but i wish i knew mm-hmm. a little bit more i'm just curious um about her desires so kinda, do you stuff. think it's interesting how um jacob is talking about like um i guess his name is canfield um his family's practice how joseph is talking about it mm-hmm. um it seems like i i feel like guessing that they're like he's like a collector or a um I put artificer in my mm-hmm. uh notes. I don't know if that's the right term for right it. Term. Um but like it's like collecting magical items but also like making them or like altering them. Um because mm-hmm. like Courtney made the the doll thing that tied everything up and I was like, that's not like actually- an enchantress or an enchanter? Or am I thinking of Um Enchanters deal with connections, right? That's the Oh, that's right. Yes. Duchamp's. Oh, wait. I had a big oh, yeah, thing that's in notes right. somewhere. Crap, where did I put that? <laughs> I remember having a big thing in notes somewhere. Um, Yeah. Sweet. Let me see if I could find anything to make a better guess. All right. Oh, you're looking like, it's kind of funny how like he describes it so negatively, you know, just like, like your family hoards, like you, del- you collect and make trinkets you decorate yourself with them. You twisted that, turned it backwards. You're hoarding her. So that's kind of interesting. Sounds kind of dragony. The hoarding, dragony. Um, yes. But I guess the twisting also is like poos or whatever. Like demons take things and then twist them, like upturn the natural order. That might be looking a little bit too much into this in terms <laughs> of. I don't think this is demonic. Sure. I mean it. Yeah. Um. So now I'm a little bit confused because you said the word enchanter and I think maybe thought enchanter is dealt with connections, but I'm looking at my notes and enchanter is one of the schools of contrivances, which are focused on physical objects. Um, and it's listed there with collector. So like, okay. Yeah. I thought it sounded right when I was saying it at least. Right. <laughs> um, oh, enchanter is listed twice in my, I don't know, I guess. It could be like multiple things, kind of like, you know, yeah, different flavors. Like- Different flavor flav. I'm sorry. Of the enchanters. Um, the enchanters. Uh, this thing is actually coming in somewhat handy. Okay. Um, yeah, I like I get like that. It's okay. Having this be set in the other verse, this like argument, this fight, um, is really fascinating because it felt again like a like a Western type duel or whatever to me. Um, mm, but it, mm-hmm. this isn't like bragging. This isn't bravioso. This is like they need to be telling like things as true as possible. Um, yeah. And so the like you twist this and you like I think that you know he is he has an inappropriate relationship with his daughter at least insofar as like he doesn't allow her to leave the house. Like that's shitty. 
right? That's yeah. inappropriate parenting. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't necessarily buy the whole incest thing. Um, yeah. But maybe, I don't know. We don't have enough info, which I'm kind of info. okay with right now. <laughs> I don't really want more info. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he could be insinuating something more inappropriate, like, than it actually is in terms of that. But also, it could be, yeah, just be, like, him hoarding her away to keep her safe forever and ever. Like, mm-hmm. way overprotective stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Canfield gets pissed and shoots Joseph in the knee. <laughs> and oh, says I, he's... Go ahead. Yeah, well, I just... That part, I felt, was written very well. Like, I couldn't literally, you know, feel it but i felt like the weight of it like the way wildbo described that moment and then later when he was like that was the mistake that like decided the fight or whatever or decided the encounter like both of those moments i think like landed really well with me um something about the like interruption kind of of the flow of things and the like focus on the knee and just i don't know it was really cool yeah um there was also a weird moment where and you can please explain this if you know what i'm talking about um joseph asks where Hester is, um, but then later, you know, thinks of the daughter as Courtney. We never hear who Hester is, and I don't know if that was, like, a mistake where Wild Bo had named her Hester and then changed it, or if that was, like, a Scarlet Letter reference. <laughs> like, did you read the Scarlet Letter? I did. I think her name's Hester. That's the only Hester I can think of. Um, but I wasn't sure what that had to do. Yeah, Hester Prynne. That w- I wasn't sure what at all that had to do with the situation, or if it did. Um, or if Hester was someone else. Hmm. Maybe it's her. Maybe Courtney's her middle name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it was just a funny thing. It's interesting. I feel like I do catch more, even just little typos and stuff in Pact. And like, it's not worth it for a while, though, to go back and edit those things now. Um, he has a lot yeah. of, like going on. Um, but I feel like the community with pale is pretty good about finding typos and like letting him know. And it's sort of interesting going back and finding these, um, knowing like, I don't know the way the community has probably grown and also like found a flow of how to, um, help wild, but with this sort of thing, it's just sort of neat. Um, Oh yeah. Okay. Well then the action, so he's gets shot in the knee and then God, the fucking boogeyman is just so good. And so fucking awful. Like he murders the manservant. And he comes back, and that part was so... Well, like, so the first part when he jumped up, and then the guy turns around and shoots him again, like, I thought he was going to get him. But then it's like, the mm-hmm. manservant's coming down the stairs, and then he's stabbing him in the stomach. Um, That was really a lot, and great. And I think the moment he stabs him, I got that it was the boogeyman. Um, But it was just so, like, holy fuck. Um, it's also interesting that he never refers to the boogeyman by name. Like, that's shitty. Um, Learn some manners. Maybe they don't have names. I think they probably have names. Um, but yeah, he's like stabbing him. And that was a lot. And I was surprised he didn't die, you know, immediately. <laughs> um, but the whole like the the detail of the kitchen knives being stuck in his face. That was really bad. Good. <laughs> and then the and then the second big boogeyman attack or whatever. I so he he explicitly says like, I made an illusion for the boogeyman and I made an illusion for Courtney, but I was like reading so fast and was so like, ah, the first time I read it that I like mm-hmm. didn't process that or didn't read it or whatever. And yeah. so the whole like 
the boogeyman is wearing Courtney's face and she's dead and her face is ripped off. And I was just like, I can't do <laughs> like what it was like, this doesn't make sense. Um, but maybe the boogeyman was like, I will go to the ends of the earth to kill this man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't get what's happening, but maybe this is what's happening. And then it was like, no, this isn't happening. And I was like, that's great, but also, holy fuck. <laughs> it was just so good. That's uh, it. It's great. Yeah. God. And yeah. <sighs> um, and then, God, and then fucking... he's like, I s- yeah. Yeah. You, you go ahead. Well, he's just like, I swear I will see you die. And I'm like, okay, it seems like he's probably going to die right now, but God damn it. And it, it, it like gave him the strength to like stand up or whatever, but like, fuck. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I mean, it's, I guess to be fair, it seemed like that was a. Well, I mean, but he was fair. also like bleeding out, you know, he wasn't just standing there all like yeah. perfectly healthy or whatever. And he's like, he'll probably die before me because he's old. And it's like, that's not a good. <laughs> I mean, like he was like, he was kind of like, I need to like make this statement so that the karma and the spirits help me with this moment and it was working and then it and then it <laughs> and then it stopped yeah and then of course it was like <gasps> i prefer subjugation <sighs> over death i surrender myself oh and you can God. root yourself in me basically oh my God. take care of my daughter and it's like well shit i just like that's just the wrong choice bro like i can't imagine a world where that was <laughs> like just die it's it's okay like it's it sucks but like it doesn't suck as bad as what you're going through right now like i just yeah that was so fascinating um and it was just really ridiculous that like he like you know summons lord of toronto basically he just kind of like shows up and he's like oh hey and i was just like fucking hell because when he was like i'm friends with the lord of toronto i was like that's bad <laughs> and then he's just like hello <laughs> right yeah. And he's just like, oh, hello. Okay, great. Thank you for your, like, mortal vessel. And I guess you're never going to die now or something. And I guess that means that Joseph is forsworn. Also, I don't know if I just don't remember this, but when you are forsworn, is the rest of your, are all of your descendants also forsworn? Mm-mm. No? No. That was just him being a super dick? He's just a super dick, yeah. So he can do I that? Mean, he's I think a, a lot of times if you're sw- forsworn, you're not necessarily going to get a chance to have a lot of offspring. Because you're probably going to get killed off, or people are going to be so repulsed by you, they're not going to want to. But presumably, have your offspring, right? But, but presumably, you know, like you could, like any of the practitioner family's parents that we know could be forsworn, and they already have kids. Sure, sure. Um, um pretty sure that's just a them thing. Yeah, because it's like super fucked. Um, on so many. I guess <sighs> this made me so mad. It was so awful. And especially after reading, like, how much of a dick Charles has been lately, and just, like, how much the system is... And I mean, like, I know Charles is right that the system sucks or whatever, but, like, God, this sucked. <laughs> I, oh my- yeah, I, yeah, I mean, the the one I feel really feel bad for in this is Courtney. Courtney. Because yeah. it's like, for one, she didn't ask for his help, but then, like, her dad just, like, sure, he doesn't quite die, but it's taken over by, like, Lord of Conquest. Now right. she has to marry this dude, whether she wanted right. to or not. And all her kids are going to be fucking slaves to this thing forever. Right. So thanks. Right. Well, it's just like, not like, like literally no one wanted this situation. Like Canfield, mm-hmm. like personally is probably like suffering or whatever the fuck happens when you like become part of conquest. And oh, then conquest he's like, was cool with it. Well, yeah, he totally won. <laughs> um, Cause, and then like, he was literally like, just take care of my daughter. And so he was like, oh yes, I will make sure she is married. Like, <laughs> I will force her to be married to this man who I'm now making my servant um, for, like, and his whole line for all of eternity. 
on threat of being forsworn. And it was just another, mm-hmm. like, I mean, he does forswear all of his heirs as well. And then is like, or you can work for me and I'll help you out. But like, oh God, it just sucks so bad. And like, it's another like, yeah. I mean, I don't know what I would do in that situation and being forsworn is obviously awful, but like, it's another kind of like cowardly selfish choice. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, what the dad does. And then he turns around and also does a similar thing of being like, yeah. And, but then I was like, so this, they're technically forsworn, but also they still have to like not lie and shit. Because I guess they can practice. Oh, so I think he was like, lie. you're forsworn, but I offer you the protections that you would forfeit. And you basically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, does that mean that if Conquest loses, then Fell and his family are fucked? So that sucks. Well, I mean, I think I still think it was just uh, Joseph that's forsworn. It's just that they all have to be in his service. Uh, well, he says he refers to M- Matthew or someone later saying like because of your first sworn blood or whatever. But then he also okay, everything rotated move. Okay, I name you forsworn. Um, I bind you by your name by your entirety. I bind you by your blood to bind all of your kin that follow after you. I bind you by your word to claim obedience for yourself or to claim your obedience for myself. And then he says, oh, okay, wait. Well, yeah, Mathwell, Matthew Atwell, as I bound your father, I bind you by your forsaken blood. You are bent to my will. Hmm. Um, so I'm not sure what's happening, but it's fine. That's not fucking fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> I, right? Um, is an asshole. He's a dickhead. Um, which tracks. Yeah, he just sucks so much. But also, I don't know if Atwell's familiar just because I read this chapter. But like, Atwell seems familiar. Emily Atwell seemed familiar. I even looked at like the kids list of the BHI, but she wasn't in there. Um, I just I don't know if Atwell is a name that I should know, but it felt really familiar. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so we're kind of getting all over. The- so yes. next part, <laughs> let's talk about the next part, because I thought that was kind of um powerful you know just Mm -hmm. like he tried to push he loved his son so much that he treated him like crap and tried to push him away as much as he could to get him to run away or to kill him and it still didn't work yeah Um, this sucked um yeah i feel like his whole like i have magic and you don't was like not the best way to get him to not want to use the practice (laughs) and i also feel like ultimately like it seems like Matthew understands that his dad was trying to do the best he could or whatever. Um, yeah. But this was not the right way to go about this. Um, I don't know. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it was a nice, it was a good twist, kind of the, the, like, I'm so disappointed in, in like the day that you were born and I've never been as disappointed since until mm-hmm. now, blah, blah, blah. Because it's like, I'm disappointed because you're f- doomed and I'm disappointed because, you know, you're, you want to go see the magic, which means it's like you're super doomed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was just really sad and awful. And it was really And sad Conquest and awful. just like appearing was like, this is really extra and okay. <laughs> yeah, like you suck so fucking much. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so then it goes to Matthew when he's grown up, um, who's trying a different way, basically. Um, and trying to talk to Isadora. Yeah. Um, this was a much better way to go about things. Um, it mm-hmm. wasn't ultimately successful, but I think it really helped um, his descendants have a better chance. Um, it was interesting seeing how like emotionally traumatized 
Matthew is, um, that he feels really awful for feeling angry because of how his dad was, even though it was like he understands kind of, and it's like whatever, just like the, I don't know, Matthew seems very uh, emotionally, he seems sucked. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun that the Sphinx was here. I always forget about the question thing, but um, I kind of got it when it started happening again, where she started rephrasing things. Um, it's interesting that I'm. It seems like Matthew's married to Duchamp. I don't think I wrote her name down. Um, but it's like, yeah, Jacob's Bell, yeah, Enchantresses, yeah. Um, oh wait, no, she can't have married a Duchamp. Maybe yeah. she's a Bahame. Yeah, I just realized she can't be a Duchamp because Malcolm couldn't exist because he's a yeah. boy. Um, he's a boy. But they talk about being enchanters. What the fuck? Okay, wait. Well, hold on. I think you're talking. I think uh, that was uh, um, just like Fell's brother married, right? Well, he said enchantment works well with illusion. Um, yeah, but and then- so well, okay, we'll get there when we get there, and then we can talk about it. Um, <laughs> I guess we're okay. just about there. Um, so after Matthew. Matthew gets pissed because he's like, well, fuck, they're all going to be my kids, which normally would be a weird thing to be pissed about, but it makes sense for him. So, <laughs> um, like, his wife cheated, yet they're all going to be his kids. Um, then it goes to Fel, which... Right. Oh, well, I name. wanted to say, I wonder if oh, that's because she... Is that just, like, a conquest doesn't care because they're all adoption, essentially adopted or whatever? Or is it, like, the magic of conquest and whoever the fuck it like how dionysus was like they will be boys or whatever um either i'd say either magic or chance but they're his kids hmm. you know by blood i think the blood part matters yeah probably it's not like forsaken blood and blah 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 um all right but then we go to fell or aka malcolm Woo-hoo. um it was like just dropped off the really <laughs> shitty looking diabolist um and yeah this part was interesting because um the there were three maimed goblins with chains around their necks um Mm -hmm. and so we know who presumably the three allies were um i'm curious as to like where did they get these um i'm thinking possibly the knights had some or something because like the chains but maybe i'm too obsessed with the chain um i don't know that there's just been three goblins following like around for since Jacob's Bell. If like Maggie gave him some goblins or whatever, that doesn't make as much sense. The halogen mm-hmm. lights and wires are funny. I wonder if they stopped by the hardware store or whatever. Um, and this sort of messed up my thing about the narrative, but I think that like the main story is the narrative and this is a history. So Fell could remember that they existed in a history before he can't remember that they existed <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, it was nice of Wild Bo to give us this glimpse. But yes. um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's nice he gave us a little bit of a glimpse. Um, so I don't know. Does that mess up your theory? I think I'm saying no because it like this is a history, so it's not the same narrative. It's fine. Hmm. Okay. But it would be erased from history. Um, but at the time that we're in Fell's head, the he is experiencing. But we were in Blake's head earlier. Right. Well, I think Blake's um 
I mean, that was a really good writing tool to make us like confused. But also, I think that Blake's narrative takes like we are farther in the future a little bit. Whereas true in this part, we're farther in the past. I would just argue that it'd be erased from history. So if you're going to argue that, you know, they're erased from Blake's narrative completely, even though we're with him more in the past, I would argue that at least if the writing is going to be through the book like that, as your uh, theory was, I'd probably argue that should have been erased now. But yeah, but it just doesn't make sense for them to only be erased a little bit because then all those people would remember their loved ones. Yeah, no, that's the point. That wouldn't have wait. But he's I'm but confused. he sees the goblins. So this must be this must take place like this narrative must take place immediately when he sees them leaving. Um the problem is that it, it advances far enough that it shouldn't necessarily be there. Um whereas I think Blake's narrative, yeah. like the perspective of it is looking farther f- is like from someone well, I think what I think I'm arguing back that the I don't story. I think I'm arguing that I don't know if I agreed with your premise and that like it's necessarily all erased, but I think other people have different perspectives on that. That's fair. Cause I'm well, like, if it's yeah. from what I understood you were trying to say last episode, um, if it's erased, it should just all be erased. Like it never existed. And I think this is a point into that. That's not how it was being written. Well, I think, I mean like those sense. things, existed they impacted the world um like but, the lighter the or whatever like erased. used to light the thing existed and impacted the world um but no one can remember that they existed yeah no one can remember that they impacted to the world either though but blake can remember that he set the fire and blake can remember that things were eaten and those people can remember that they had allies that they went to the he thing remembers with. there was a fire he doesn't really. I don't think he remembers how he started it, and he only he doesn't. Was like, but he remembers that he started it. I think he also infers that he started it, like because he knows that this is a demon that consumes everything and makes it so that things don't exist. Yeah, maybe. I think it's like partially he's just smart and figuring it out, as opposed to actually like remembering and being like, "Oh yeah, this happened," or "I had these allies." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, maybe. All right. Anyway. But Fel did note the goblins, which is cool. Um, he's a reckless driver on purpose because <laughs> he's kind of trying to die. Um, and then he goes and see his niece. And I'm realizing that you think you're saying that you think Matthew got married to Duchamp. Um, or is well, now I'm, I'm thinking s- Matthew got married to a behave. Very possibly. I'm thinking that Fel's brother got married to Duchamp. Okay, where do you see that? Um, so as we go, we're saying, like, he goes and see his niece, and da, 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 da. I feel like they were talking about enchantment somewhere in here. And let's see if I made that up or not. Well, they were talking about enchantment, at least. So, um, when they're having the co- the conversation together, um, it says, in enchantment, we pay attention, particular attention to decrees of connection. There tend to be figures who serve at the heart of the intricate webs of connections, people who have far more connections extending from them than your typical person. Social people, players of the game, catalysts, you most certainly are not this kind of figure, Malcolm. Um, so, and then my So my you family, think that this woman is her mom? I say that again? Sorry. But, like, he's talking to his mom. 
I thought he was. Hold on. I need to read this again. Earlier, it says, thank you for picking her up at the airport, he said to his mother. And then um, what I'm going to talk about with grandma here has something to do with whether we'll let you learn magic. So this is his mom. For some reason, I've made up a fictional widow (laughs) in my brain and stuck her in here. (laughs) No, I mean, that, that would make sense if, like, for the Duchamp thing. But I guess, like, she has to be a behave, yeah, or something. I but she... I, I mean, I didn't think they were enchanters. I don't know. I'm just confused. <laughs> Let me see here. Well, let's talk. I mean, ignoring the part where I just made up a character. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So basically, they're talking about like the Thorburns and the Mirror Companions and all that kind of stuff. Um, let's see. It talks about somewhere her family in here. Where does it? Say yeah, that? she's like my my family doesn't want him to succeed or something. Which does not um, narrow it down whatsoever, unfortunately. Um, oh, to find it for you? What was that? No, what? I mean, it doesn't narrow down, like, what family she's from. Oh, right. <laughs> um, My family doesn't particularly want her to do well here. And then at one point, she references the wedding that's coming up. Um, yeah. Yeah. They'll be visiting for the wedding in Jacob's Bell. Um, Always good when, like, the one who read the books already has less of a grasp of what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, well, I did go um, through and take a bunch of notes, to be fair. And I have allergies, so <laughs> excuses. Um, okay, we're spending probably way more time on that than's, than's necessary, <laughs> um, especially since I feel like we should be talking about, like, you know, Fell a little bit more. <laughs> sure, um, but it is interesting, like, I mean, Jacob's Bell is more interesting to me than Toronto, um, and I'm excited to go back there, and it's interesting seeing, like, how those people have infiltrated other parts of the story in ways that like like Blake has no idea that Fell's mom is connected to Jacob's Bell. Um and that's super important <laughs> um and mm-hmm. nuts and just like an interesting wrinkle. And it's yeah, they're everywhere. I don't know. Fucking practitioners. Mm-hmm. I know. I should now I'm thinking like yeah. what happened Unless to Fell and his brother are both trans. That's the other answer. <laughs> I feel like that would have been mentioned a little bit more than this, honestly. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like that would have been mentioned. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of wondering what happened to his brother's wife, unless that's another thing that I... No, that's actually a really good point. I didn't think about her, because I'm assuming that this is the brother who was with the goblins, but maybe it wasn't, um, like the brother that Maggie meets, but maybe he had another brother, and this was, you know... Hmm. It sucks that he was so reckless that he died when he has a daughter, but I guess this family is, you know, fucked. I mean, I think it was kind of on purpose also to maybe, like, help the daughter. Um, I guess if all the adults die, maybe she's free. (laughs) Yeah. Or all of the people in the line die. That's just what I want to know. But. Yeah. Someone write fan fiction about Emily's mom. (laughs) Hmm. Tell us what happened. Hmm. I don't know. I feel I'm not the biggest fan of fan fiction, but I haven't read that much, I guess, to be fair. But like, yeah, I don't know. Nothing against anyone who writes it. Because some people do write good stuff. But um, I just feel like I don't know. I feel like a lot of it like doesn't hold the candle to the original work for a lot of things. Sure. Maybe I just unfair, but. I think well, but I mean, I guess he could just tell us. Um, But I feel like he's busy and has other things to do. And if someone wants to be like, Maybe this happened, then that'd be fun. I guess so, as like a thought exercise. But I'm also just being like someone making it up and being like, hey, this 
I mean, I don't know. I'm just like, you're just making believe that's not canon. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about this because probably I could see it being controversial because I know some people really, really like fan fiction. Yeah. I think maybe some of it's just like, at least for Worm, a lot of people who write Worm fan fiction haven't read the story. Oh, I feel like I've heard that. They like Wikipedia or something. Yeah, it just really rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, I mean, fascinating. I mean, I guess it's a long story, but like, if it's you're that a really good to story. write fan fiction about it, yeah. just read. if you're writing freaking fan fiction, maybe read the damn book. People, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it's because some people, I don't know, just like some people ask questions about like Scion or about like, I don't know, diff- Jack Slash's power. I don't know, different things and be like, oh, like I didn't see, da, 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 that, like that's really obvious, like that they didn't read the book and people are like, <laughs> did you read the book? Because you'd know this if you read the book. You know? <laughs> it's just like... <sighs> anyway. I mean, okay. If you're going to write fan fiction, just read the, read, read the original story. Because it's only fair. I mean, you might as well, like, you know, if so- give actually, the author though, the... If someone's writing fan fiction based solely on what they've learned from this podcast, I would be, like, so down to read that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be really funny. <laughs> It'd be more of a morbid curiosity for me, I think. Sure. Like, I'd be like, all right, I'll take a look. But I wouldn't necessarily be like, yes, this is going to be like so right on. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of funny, though. I- I'd-, I'd-, I'd look at that. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> be like just to see like what this someone and... could get out of this podcast would be fun yes and be like uh let's see how many things that like we need to be better at explaining <laughs> <laughs> like let's see how inaccurate this is compared to uh yeah we're assuming that yeah. people are familiar with the story or whatever but true i mean a I lot really, of yeah i mean frankly i'm assuming a lot of people are more familiar than i am with the story um and not because <laughs> i'm not paying attention but um you know, a lot of people read really, really deeply into this, um, mm-hmm. these stories, which is really good. Um, I'm just tending to like reread it as opposed to deeply analyze it. This is basically like me rereading it, all my sisters reading it, and us having a conversation about it and getting shit wrong, you know? So <laughs> it's, it ain't like, it's not like a real deep dive on my part, um, mm-hmm. which maybe it should be, but um, I'm one of the hosts, so I get to decide. Um, and I have, I mean, you know, I got shit going on, so it's, it's just, I mean, sure it's an excuse, but it's hard with like two little teeny kids to like sit and analyze really deeply and make notes on a book for, you know, a couple hours, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, making excuses. I don't need to do that, but I just did anyway, so it's fine. But Malia analyzes stuff enough for me, so you know i try but yeah it's it's great it's like sometimes you know you analyze shit so well i'm just like oh that was a good point i'm not gonna but i'm just gonna like act like i figured that out already so i'm just gonna be like yeah that's yeah totally right malia good catch you know (laughs) yeah these stories are fun yeah no these stories are really um (laughs) uh all right tangent over back to what we were talking about which they were talking, he was talking with his mom. They were talking about Thorburn's conquests, basically tugs him to his tower, which kind of inconsiderate. But I mean, based on this chapter, we can tell conquest isn't the most considerate guy in the world. Oh my God. So, 
<laughs> well, it, it just like it fell getting tugged to a location. It was like when Blake was like yelling, you know, yelling his name over and over. And I was like, yeah. oh, no wonder Fel hated that. Because obviously this happens a lot and Conquest doesn't even say like, thanks for coming or whatever. <laughs> like, like no wonder Fel hated that so much. Um, it's, yeah, learning more about characters is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, uh, I find myself a little bit confused about like the locals are stirring and like shit's going down because I'm like I guess people know that this kid is going after demons or whatever but like who is it just the knights is the sphinx doing something is that one woman who is horny for blank blank <laughs> that one woman blank. who is horny for Blake doing something uh who's doing thing maybe Jeremy's doing something I don't know um and oh god and then rose is there and it's mm-hmm. like oh he's gonna release the imp and he's fi- he figured out how to release the goblin and he's working with the knights and they're coming and they're gonna lock you in a room with the demon arm and i'm like what <laughs> like i know they got the demon arm that was cool and like what but like what and i guess i'm wondering i wish i knew exactly when this was happening in relation to when Blake got out, because Rose didn't see him get the arm, um, and they did have some time to like plan and talk about conquests and stuff. And so I'm really, really, really hoping that Rose is is bluffing, yeah, or like like misdirecting, or that this is part of the plan or something. Um, I don't know if it is. I mean, like conquest is really scary. But I don't know. I mean, what are your vibes? Is that hope or is that what you think? I mean, I guess I would really change my my perspective of Rose if this is not part of some plan. Um, Because it seems like they did have some time to come up with something. Um, She even knows that like Blake has the arm um, and that this is the plan because they didn't have the arm until after he came out. Right. Um, Mm hmm. So there's been some sort of discussion about it or something. Um, I it really disappoint me and it would really like, yeah, change the way I see Rose. It doesn't match with what I understand her character to be to give in. That being said, Rose has been attacked by a demon in her own crazy mirror realm today. Um, and she's exhausted and overwhelmed and she's been in a coma. Um and things just and went felt- very, very poorly. Um yeah. And Fel was like, it's easier to just tell him. But I, I think, and she is, she is alone. She's not with Blake right now, um, and I think he gives her a lot of strength. But I, I, I don't know. My gut is that this is part of a plan, and I'm very ready to be, be wrong. <laughs> so if it's not part of a plan, do you think it could be like magical coercion, uh, or do you think it's more likely her for her to just be like intimidated into talking? See, everything you just said just term- reminds me of the Wheel of Time. Um- <laughs> Maybe I should read that someday. You really should. Um, it's very long. Um, mm. I'm trying to think if there's any weaves or whatever that like compel people to talk. Not sorry, weaves. I'm talking about the wheel of time. I'm think. I'm trying to think if there's any like <laughs> practice shit that. Uh, by the way, I think last week or something I said channeling, which is the word for magic in the wheel of time. And anyway, um, it's funny. I'm trying to think if there's any privacy things that compel people to speak. Urban just like um and I don't think so. In terms of him being conquest. Oh, um, I guess there yeah, there's probably like a lot of you are shackled and I have defeated you and 
you're my bitch and I'm conquest. And so he probably has some more. <laughs> you're, you're my bitch and I'm conquest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that should be on one of our t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has some more karma-y stuff probably happening. Um, like I won't like blame Rose, but I will be disappointed. I don't know. <laughs> it's the end of the arc. What? Whoa, we did it. That was a, we did it. We super long arc, but you know, but it was an arc, and uh, every arc counts. Okay, I know we're getting used to like pale, where it's like fifteen arcs long. <laughs> well, you know, arc four. I I feel like these are just not super consistent in length because like arc three was like you know four chapters or something ridiculous and then arc four was like 12 and then this one was like you know it just it's been it kind of just does what it does you know right it just it's it does its own thing yeah which is kind of exciting it's like ooh, what's happening you know it is exciting it is exciting i do like it um so we're gonna talk about what does conviction mean woo um so i guess like you know blake was trapped in the police station like a convict or something um and they have enough conviction to face the splinter. There was that big moment about like, you know, Blake, are you ready for this? And like, he had to have enough conviction to do it. Um, and then the the thing that I was actually kind of proud of was thinking about um, Joseph being forsworn. Um, I think being forsworn is like being convicted. Um, mm. With Charles, obviously, there's a lot of strong parallels with being forsworn and being a convict. Um, and it's like that sentence of you are forsworn was a very similar to me in terms of like you know i convict you of this crime i like that yeah it's pretty smart um <laughs> all right so where is the story going from here um okay so i'm kind of thinking that this next arc is gonna be like this night um i'm maybe i'm thinking too much in terms of pale in terms of how like you know an arc is like one day sometimes or whatever um mm-hmm. but it's like you know <sighs> we're gonna see blake with fell and maybe some other people and they're going to show up somewhere and there's going to be some sort of like throwdown with some people who are trying to overthrow conquest or whatever uh and take advantage of the situation and um i think that we're gonna (laughs) i always say this i think that this next arc will result in us dealing with conquest and leaving toronto or at least like preparing to leave toronto we need some more resolution with his friends and Paige. And a couple of things I feel like before we leave, but I'm kind of okay. feeling like this is the big, oh, fuck, and we're going to deal with it. Okay. Um, so do you think that, are they are they going to go back to the Splinter before they leave Toronto? Or you think oh, that they're going to leave and maybe come back another time? Or they're not going to come back at all? Well, I feel like they have to do it because Blake's promise to Evan. He's going to want to go back there, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing was they needed Conquest help to get back into their house. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, because yeah, they don't have they don't have a thing to go back to right now because they can't get into the house. Uh, that's true. That sucks. <laughs> that <does> suck. <laughs> or they're just gonna be like, "Fuck it, time skip," and I'll get my five year story like I wanted. <laughs> Do you think there's gonna be a big time skip sometime? Um, I noticed in the and I had predicted that a while ago. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Um, this this seems to be moving pretty quickly and like on the one hand i think blake does need to heal somewhat but also i don't think wild bow cares (laughs) (laughs) 
You heartless <laughs> bastard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that wouldn't make it as good of a story, though. Yeah, I mean, breaks are nice. I mean, maybe it would, but not in this story, Malia. Not this Buckle story. up. <sighs> we don't believe in breaks. We drive like fell. <laughs> we don't put on breaks around the corner. We just gun it and keep going. <laughs> that man. <laughs> um, all right. Time for our pale in comparison section. What would we like to compare to today? Um, possible forsworn people? Um, possible servanty people? Possible boogeymen? What do you want to talk about? Um, you pick. I tend to pick. So you can pick. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess like, could talk about, well, I, what do you mean? I, I picked a couple of things. Okay, let's do this. Either talk about, um, like, Fell and his, like, whole family force warring deal versus Charles, um, hmm. or, um, talk about the differences in the boogeyman that we've seen. Mm, we'll do the force wearing just because I still feel like I haven't seen very many boogeymen. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think, like, I sort so of I alluded to what. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, both of these show how unfair the practice is. I mean, Charles forswearing was stupid. Um, and this one was yeah. like cruel and served conquest's own ends explicitly. I mean, like in the system, the forswearing is somewhat justified because he won't, he made an oath and he, that oath can't be fulfilled can't or whatever. Yeah. But like, that's because of conquest who then gets to make the judgment who then gets to like benefit from it. Just obviously fucked. Um, so, and I, I thinking a lot about like Charles gainsaying people and running around and being like, ooh, this bleh, for like his own purposes, right? Like I gainsay Lucy and Verona for twenty four hours so that they can meet with like mm. my allies to be safe and like no one uh -huh. else will be you know protected or whatever. Um, and just like. So that's kind of interesting because you can compare yeah. Charles to both Joseph <laughs> and to and Conquest. Conquest. <laughs> interesting. Fuck Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Elliot mentioned on one of the most or recent episodes about, you know, Charles still being right. Um, and I have a really hard time, I think, grappling with Charles being right about a lot of things, but also being like fucking awful. Um because we still yeah. want to work against Charles. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he's just a big asshole. Yeah. I guess it's like, so earlier in this chapter, the boogeyman says to Joseph, like, um, like, you're sure about why you want it, but I'm not sure, like, about what you want in terms of, like, wanting to get the girl and being willing to use the boogeyman to, like, murder people for it. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's like a means ends dichotomy sort of a thing where like he knows what end he wants, but he wasn't certain about the means. And I guess Charles like is right about the end. He's right about the system being fucked, but like the means by which Charles is going about this suck. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Fucking Charles. Yeah. It's so funny. When we started this podcast, I really thought Pale would be ending soon and I would be able to look at Pact from the whole lens of Pale. <laughs> um, and yeah. I mean, I'm glad we've been doing this and it's fun to be able to talk about Pale somewhat as it's developing. But mm -hmm. I wonder how much earlier episodes of this podcast would have been influenced by later episodes. I don't know. Or later true. chapters. That's true. Well, I mean, if you feel like uh, you have a big insight, we can always go back and do 
like a quick recap episode. That's fair. We'll see what happens in the future. <laughs> um, would you rather deal with Would you rather deal with conquest or with Carmine Charles? <sighs> I think it depends on how personally involved I was with the whole Kenneth situation. Um, I think if I wasn't that personally involved, Charles definitely he's um he's gonna lose right like it just like all of the conversations have been like he will be unseated soon like liz is like yeah he has like two years tops or whatever um whereas conquest is like this big powerful incarnation who is like waning in power but still fucking crazy powerful right um Mm -hmm. and has no human sympathy or emotion or anything whereas Mm -hmm. charles at least has some (laughs) i don't know all right another question for you also we have slaves and that would be really annoying to be yeah that's really shit um would you rather if you were forsworn would you rather be charles forsworn where you're taken (laughs) care of by ken and others or would you rather be like joseph where you may still get to practice but all your family is in the same boat yeah no charles 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 that's the right answer charles that's good Charles is Charles was fine. Is that a hot take? Charles was fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean his life kind of Charles' sucked, life but wasn't that bad. Poor Forsworn. <laughs> hot take. You know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was. I feel like it was bad. Like especially, <laughs> I feel like it was bad. But compared to other Forsworn people, like you know, I mean, even like um, what's his name, Seth? I would rather be Seth than be um, Fel. Yeah. I mean, everyone I still kind of hated Seth anyway. I'd rather be so. Seth than be Joseph. I don't know if I'd rather be Seth or Fell. I like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like just because it fucks the rest of your family up forever, it's probably good not to choose Fell. Yeah, that's you fair. Know? It's like, let the misery stop with you. That's fair. I guess easier said when it's not you, but, you know. Um. All right. Now, it's time for Malia's bold and specific prediction, which she has not typed anything, so I'm curious what she's going to say. <laughs> Okay, um, this is another one of those, like, I don't know that I believe this, but I'm saying it because it's ballsy. always a good disclaimer. Because um, some of them I'm really, you know, I really believe. And this one, like, True. this is a, I will get so many points if I'm right, and it'll be funny if I'm not. <laughs> um, All right. I think that Poos will very briefly be the Lord of Toronto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um so this doesn't make sense right because like well so so Pooh's is stronger than conquest and he's coming for him or whatever uh, apparently um and he wants power and shit but yeah um i think i would have heard something about there being a demon lord of toronto impact unless or impale or aid him yeah is that Can demons so, eat okay wait demons? so what you're saying is mm-hmm. that Pooh's becomes the Lord of Toronto, and then they go capture the Splinter and stick him on poos. <laughs> I make mean, I'm not work saying out. anything, but I, I mean, it's it, it could happen. You know, that's as good as a prediction as any. So <laughs> that's a prediction. <laughs> uh, that's great. Okay, so poos becomes the Lord of Toronto, and then something happens. Okay, so wait, do they take poos to the warehouse, or do they actually succeed in like? binding Ur. Yeah, th- no, they and- succeed. Okay. They so they bind Ur mm-hmm. and then use Ur to like just consume 
poos. Poos. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, who takes over after that? They'll probably have to make some, like, shitty political deal and it'll be sucky and the system will continue to be sucky and everything will suck. And then they'll leave. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then they get... All right. Okay. I like that prediction. Yeah. Well, if they have, like, the splinter, people are going to be like, that's too powerful. We need to take you out. But that's Blake's life. Yeah. Okay. But how... But then it's like, well... (laughs) If you never existed, then you're not gonna. You're, everyone else is gonna know how to deal with me anyway. But mm-hmm. well, I don't know. That's only if you thought Blake would actually use that on people, which which people are worried about. <laughs> people are worried about. All right. So now we're gonna go over our previous discussion question, which was, <laughs> "What would you use to bind a demon from one of the other choirs?" Some of these answers were really freaking long. Which is great because it means you care, but it also means that we're going to direct you to read some of those <laughs> in entirety because they were really long. Um, but we're going to kind of read at least part of them out for you. Um, let me see. First one from Beleg Tal. They basically were like, for binding a demon of sin. And then they posted this URL, which went to this YouTube video about this very <laughs> earnest man. That was describing, I, I thought he was joking at first, but I think it's actually like a product he was trying to sell um, called a spiritual ammo can. Um, mm. And it has a rosary, a scapular, holy water, and blessed salt. And they all are in their own individual little ammo things that go in this ammo can. And hilariously, I was reading some of the YouTube comments to kind of figure out if this was like a joke or not. Um, and one guy actually posted like, don't buy this from these guys because my rosary broke and they <laughs> never responded. They didn't even say sorry and they won't send Aww. me a replacement. So <laughs> don't buy your, <laughs> don't buy your spiritual ammo can from these guys because your rosary, the rosary is not good quality. That's amazing. So I thought that was kind of amusing. Um, so as, I mean, any other Catholics or Protestants or any, I mean, it's just anyone who wants to buy a spiritual ammo can, you know, it's not, you know, just, <laughs> it's not just those two category. Um, well, I, anyone w- I who was going to say, a- <laughs> I was going to say Catholics, there's a lot of bad things about Catholics, right? Um, as a Catholic, I could say that. But one of the cool <laughs> things about Catholics that I think everyone can like respect and get behind is when it comes to like supernatural shit, like you want, you want the Catholicism behind you, right? You want the Catholic shit. Cause like a rosary, right? Fucking Catholic, a scapular, right? Like you want the like OG, like we're, we're the the bones of the St. Peter and the whatever. Like that's what you want to like fucking get the demons, you know, our relics and like, like, all like, the good shit. Right. Like a non-denominational Bible just isn't really going to cut it. Like even That's if like a, pack a lot of those people, right. Even those, a lot of those people maybe like respect gay people and like, you know, like do a lot of <laughs> other things that maybe that not all very important. Catholics do. Um, but when it you comes know, down to like fucking yeah. demons, like Catholics, we, we get, we fuck with those demons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, maybe yeah. a little behind the times on like LGBT issues, um, which you know there there's like very old institution. They're slowly 
but hopefully surely like they're slowly kind of getting up to speed a little bit more um but yeah we're a little behind the times on that but you're absolutely right if you need an exorcism done or you're gonna call a catholic you're gonna call a catholic you're gonna you're gonna get a catholic priest because they're the ones that have the good shit yeah you know (laughs) and in fact i'm pretty sure that uh the spiritual ammo can was sold by like the Catholic, like what was it? Catholic man or something. Oh God. <laughs> what was it? I, I got to look up the, this YouTube video that Blake tall put on. I shouldn't have closed it out of it all the way. Cause now this is taking more time than it should, but alas, it always does. Hurry up. Internet. Internet. Okay. Almost, almost there. Yeah, binding a demon of sin. Let's go. Let's look at this. I'm pretty sure it's like Catholic man. <laughs> yeah, it's from Roman Catholic man that has 618 subscribers. And the top comment says, this is a spiritual battle. Our rosaries don't need to break the bank. Which, thank you. You're right. We don't need a super expensive rosary. Um, Yeah, there you go. Eric Glock says, I bought this rosary and it broke. Roman Catholic gear didn't respond to my inquiry inquiry about a guarantee. I don't think they actually made a guarantee, but it broke only from the pressure of the crucifix getting caught under the edge of a table as I stood up. I wouldn't recommend this rosary. I didn't even get an apology from them over it breaking. Just no response. Roman Catholic gear doesn't stand behind their product. If you're going to help fight evil, you've got to be good yourself. Thank you. You know, he has a point. You know, you got a point. Yeah. Yeah. You got a point. See, if you're Catholics aren't perfect, evil, but you still want a rosary. <laughs> that's true. You still want a rosary. Um, hopefully, it's not a crappy rosary that's going to break. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of the time, you're not doing shit like that should involve your rosary breaking. <laughs> like just praying over the beads should not, you know. So I don't know what that guy did with his rosary. Well, he but. stood up and it caught on the edge of the table. So he I says. guess he was wearing it like a necklace. See, that's where that God was like, mm. Mm. I mean, some cultures, actually, it's okay to do that. Um, yeah. Most white Catholics in America that I know don't do it, but yeah, it's probably fine. That's true. It's pro- I mean, you do you, you know, it's your rosary. Yeah. Your choice. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, that was really long for that. All right, Malia. Um, yeah. So the bee vampire, um, this is a pretty straightforward, um, and basically they would use the parts of creation that, um, the demon choir the demonic choirs are an inverse of um so then there's a very long um um post which is really neat and i think you all should go read it um where it goes through each of the choirs and the aspect of creation that they um correspond to um one of the things Mm -hmm. i learned on the discord this week was that the demonic choirs are an inverse of the seven days of creation right makes a lot Um, of sense that's why that's they're in the order that they're in um where darkness is first because it was um and god said let there be light and there was light right that was the first day um so they all line up to what god did on each of the days um which is super cool and i'm going to use a tiny moment here to say my own thing where because we talked about unrest a lot last week um mm-hmm. i'm thinking about them in terms of like the actual like days of creation um like unrest i guess to me just feels like unease and this isn't a great word for a choir necessarily, but I feel like burnout <laughs> is like the mm. word that encompasses what I think of more um, in law school and in law in general. Burnout is a real big concern 
um, probably in a lot of other professions like nursing and stuff. Nursing, um, yeah. Where you are, um, it's very taxing um, emotionally, um, intellectually, um, and there's a lot of pressure put on you. Um, and you're asked to do a lot more than you probably should be asked to do. Um, mm-hmm. In law, there's a lot of like reputational concerns that are a really big deal. A lot of other stuff, and just kind of thinking like like because I know I kind of like poked fun at unrest last week, but thinking about it in terms of like burnout, even though that's sort of a funny word for it, I was like, oh no, that is evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is evil. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of nursing and medical burnout, especially this past couple of years. I don't yeah. know, like, there's, like, people are getting kind of jerkier these, like, this past, mm-hmm. like, year or two. Like, patients, like, I mean, so, don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of people that are, like, nice, but, like, people are just a lot more entitled and a lot more, like, just crappy. It kind of sucks, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, burnout does suck. <laughs> anyway. Um, next person, Propaganda Pagoda. Um also has a very long post, so I'm going to recommend y'all take a look at their post. I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but I'm going to read a small snippet at the beginning of their post, basically. They're saying, Madness is a chaotic perversion of balance and opposed by clarity, knowledge, vision, and predestination. They hmm. are imagining a demon of madness being at once easy and difficult to predict. Um they were saying mm. the difficult part of their binding would be the lure to bring it into the snare using some kind of bait or prod. Um, again, I'm sorry for not reading the whole thing because it actually is pretty interesting. Um, they go into um, using an Alcazar to go into like, um, I believe like a an addict's mind, which is pretty interesting. Oh, wow. Um, they, they basically talk about a lot of different things that are pretty cool to look at. It's just unfortunately kind of long. So sorry. Yeah. Um. Oh. The fourth choir madness was the one I was having a hard time understanding because that's when God creates the sun and the moon um, mm. and the stars, I think. Um, and I was kind of like, I don't get it. And then Wildbo shows up on Discord and he's like, uh, like the sun, like clarity and like, um, like what Propaganda Pagoda is saying, knowledge, vision, like all these things are um, associated with like, you know, we use the stars to navigate, to find knowledge, to do all of these things. Um, and it was like, I wouldn't have matched those in my mind, but I think it's really cool. Um, Cause madness is a neat choir. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's cool how, yeah. Meshed those together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, Violet Faith um, talks about demons for the fourth, fifth and sixth choir. Um, so the fourth choir is madness, right? So they say a giant hemispherical astrolabe um, because it's a circle, which is great for binding. There's moving parts so you can react to the madness that's happening. Um, and the astrolabe is a symbol of reason, charting the unknown, right? So makes it ideal for binding the unreasonable. Um, the fifth choir, which is feral yes i'm gonna rem- i'm gonna remember these um it's about hierarchy <laughs> social natural order um and it's interesting because we don't like hierarchy much in the modern age but um maybe instead of authority we can use trust to establish a similar order um a circle of held hands that's really adorable and i would not want to be part of that circle um and then <laughs> <laughs> um a demon of the sixth choir which is sin right 
Um, they say a painted circle of an innocent black lamb's blood, which nice call out. And I love it. Nice call out. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your answers. Appreciate Woo. it. All right. For our discussion question. <laughs> um, I honestly think um, instead of having a normal discussion question, we're going to make you guys vote on our thing. <laughs> okay. Go Tell vote. me what I should say. <laughs> Tell me what I should say about the story. Um, you can, again, you can make your own comment if you don't like the six uh, options I said. I just cannot guarantee, for one, that I will see it um, or that I will add it to the voting thing because I might not see it. Yeah. If I can figure out <laughs> um, on Twitter how to add options, I might, or like create like an other option, um, but I don't know how to do that on Discord, so it'll be fine. Yeah. I'm hoping you guys like uh, one of the six that we picked anyway. Um, if you don't, we will find out shortly, I guess. <laughs> um, this is really random, but because we don't have a discussion question, Malia, I'm going to tell you about a dream I had about you last night. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I had a dream that you were showing me really proudly, like, in, in your wedding dress that you picked out. Um, and she's not engaged, at least yet. But you're showing me your wedding dress. And I remember I was trying to decide if I should tell you that it was really ugly or just oh, keep no. my mouth shut. Um, and I'm going to describe to you what it looked like um, oh, no. in case this is like your dream dress. So for one, it was like the shape of one of those old, like really poofy Victorian dresses. Um, See, that which, sounds like right up my alley. Yeah, there's that's fine. You know, <laughs> it's not necessarily my first choice, but I think poofy dresses are fine. Um, it also had green and pink polka dots all over it. Oh God! And green and pink flowers all on along the bus. Um, it also had a leather vest, what? a brown leather what? vest what? that you had oh, God. on. Oh God! That was kind of like corseted, but it was like brown leather. And oh, you also God. had three different, very frilly belts with bows on them. <laughs> what color were the belts? Um, I think one was like white. One was like pale pink. Um. Yeah, and they were very frilly and had multiple <laughs> bows all over them. Um, so, it just, if if that is your dream gown, um, just know I'm going to be nodding and smiling, okay? <laughs> because I was like, yeah, this this is not not great, but <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes, I thought you'd appreciate that. Um, yeah, it was really, it was odd. I was like. I was really like agonizing in my dream. Like, should I tell her that this <laughs> looks really terrible? Or I know this is her wedding. I don't know if I should tell her this. <laughs> um, I think I decided to keep my mouth shut ultimately, but um, but, I'm, but yeah, I'm telling you now. So <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> just thought I'd let you know. Um, it was a weird dream. Anyway, yeah, I feel like if I that- already bought it and it was non-refundable then maybe don't tell me but maybe don't tell you just just you know be like if i couldn't bring it back yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know by that description like you can be honest is that you know it sounds horrible (laughs) (laughs) okay thank goodness (laughs) i was like oh my gosh this is terrible uh all right on that note um i guess if you want you know what? If you if you really want to answer a question for us, what is your what is the antithesis of like your dream wedding dress? 
or wedding attire to do wedding suit. Yeah. <laughs> so like not actually not not what you'd actually like, but like what's like the most ridiculous thing you can think of? <laughs> like what what what's your version of my dream that like you would be having a hard time like, you know, if your best friend or your sibling or whatever was wearing that or you'd have to really like <laughs> bite your tongue to not tell them. You know, it sucked. All right. Um but otherwise just vote. <laughs> And on that note, um, thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To help support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. If you'd like to support Wild, though, as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wild, You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison, which is where you can go to vote this week, um, or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our informal discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to the prediction tracker. And just as a reminder, we've got some great podcasts on Doof Media. Um, Pale Reflections um, had a great episode um, for... Ruben um was just in great form. Um, <laughs> sent in a bunch of good clips. Sent in a bunch of good clips. Voice sounded a little weird in some. Um it probably was hard to understand what he meant for some things. Um but it sounded great. It was, it was amusing. Yeah. I know me and Malia had a lot of fun listening to it, even if a lot of people <laughs> didn't understand. At least we thought the parts were really funny. So <laughs> uh what was your i mean i don't know do you have a favorite voice clip from that the first one was pretty good the the star spangled what in the star spangled fuck yeah but i feel like um, that was pretty good yeah the melikaliki maka at the end was nice i felt really seen as a hawaiian not a hawaiian as a yeah, former hawaiian you, resident yeah i was like fuck malia you've been in texas too long <laughs> if you're calling yourself a hawaiian we're howly and that's the extra funny part because those <gasps> clips sounded howly af indeed and um but ruben would be a howly too so that makes sense that no that's that's very true um but i just imagine any other local listeners from hawaii listening and being like oh god <laughs> probably just cringing like but that's all right it, it was it was pretty funny <laughs> um because yeah ruben um Anyway, our fun fact for the week, um, the lighter was actually invented before the match. Hmm. Not much long. I think it was invented about 10 years before the hmm. match. Um, apparently, the first lighter was produced in 1816 by a German chem- chemist named Johann Wolfgang Dobrainer. Did I say that right, Malia? Dobrainer? Be- you speak German. Jo- Johann Wolfgang um, Dobrainer. Dobrainer. <laughs> Dubrainer's lamp, as it was called, was a highly dangerous cartridge filled with hydrogen and triggered by a platinum catalyst. However, the first successful friction match was invented in 1826, 10 years later, by John Walker, which I can pronounce, an English chemist (laughs) and druggist from Stockton-on-Tees in County Durham, which I probably pronounced that wrong because the English pronounce things much differently. (laughs) Yes. yeah like the, the like the thames that oh, took God. me a long time to figure out 
like how to pronounce that properly. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced uh, spelled like it should be Thames mm-hmm. to my American eyeballs. Um, <laughs> so you know it's confusing. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> all right. On that note, um, have a good night. I'm going to go get some sleep and wake up for my 12-hour shift tomorrow. So, adios. Bye! Bye!